0: Microphone check one two what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the Rap Music Plug at your service. The Rap Music Plug Podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today, I have to admit something to you guys. I have been a hater of Drake. Not fully, but partially. For the longest time, Drake's personality and the fact that he eclipsed one of my favorite childhood artists in Kanye in this past half decade in terms of popularity made me more biased than I should have been. But very recently, I've had a change of heart. Instead of saying, hey, Drake's music doesn't have the same emotional impact that some of his contemporaries in the mainstream do like a kanye or a kendrick and certainly doesn't come close to the greats outside of the mainstream when it comes to substance instead i just finally decided to take drake for what he was a pop rap star who has been getting better and better at the art of rapping throughout his entire career who is a great songwriter and has a knack for engaging punchlines and reflections on pop culture that's it he's not intellectual he's not at all that emotionally evocative of an artist he doesn't really touch on any kind of socio-political topics that I do tend to enjoy in music but that's okay because he's drizzy he's the sixth god he's got an undeniable it factor that I have to acknowledge So today i wanted to talk about scary hours 2 the recent ep that drake just dropped as well as then talking about the reasoning as to why i think drake has been able to sustain the success that he's been able to sustain throughout his entire career ultimately coming to a conclusion as to if drake's current run is the most impressive run in all of hip-hop history and finally talking about What's at stake with this upcoming album, Certified Lover Boy? So, starting with Scary Hours 2, the intro track, What's Next, grew on me quite a bit upon my first listen. And I think it overall sounded quite good. It had this almost Pierre Bourne esque kind of beat that was really spacey and, and definitely a change of pace for what Drake usually raps over. And I thought his flow was nice and he rode the beat with a pretty nice catchy hook as well. Lyrically, it wasn't anything special, not a very incredible amount of nice wordplay or punchlines there, but definitely an enjoyable intro track. On the next track, Wants and Knees with Lil Baby, I thought Drake sounded at home. I think he flowed pretty well on the beat, but nothing really stood out here. I think that the hook also sounded very lackluster and thrown together and very much reminded me that, oh, yeah, this is just a throwaway EP, realistically. The one thing that was interesting, though, about Drake's performance here was that line at the very end of his verse that made it sound like it was a Kanye diss, where he rapped, Yeah, I probably should go link with Yeezy. I need me some Jesus. But as soon as I started confessing my sins, he wouldn't believe us which I take as a reference to Drake's consistent little jab he keeps throwing at Kanye through the years, especially since Scorpion, about him previously having relations with Kim. I think it's not lost upon me, at least, that Kim and Kanye have officially announced a divorce and he drops a line like this. So I think it's a little shot at Drake saying that, I told you I slept with Kim and you didn't believe me. I don't know, just a thought. But the real standout on this track was Lil Baby. My God, he really impressed me. His flow was relentless. He absolutely destroyed this track, completely overshadowed Drake, in my opinion, and even got me to check out some of his previous work. And I've, I'm not actually that unimpressed. He's certainly not an artist I think I'd go back to too often, but he has some skill. He definitely He definitely has some skill. The final track, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, was definitely probably the most meaty track here. It had a feature from Ross that was solid but felt like a complete afterthought on this track because Drake rapped for literally four minutes straight after Ross's measly 16 bars. This track featured one of the typical Drake-isms on an album where he has the muffled, rmb vocal type beat that we've heard many times throughout drake's career usually slotted towards the end or the very last track on an album where he gets more introspective and rocks this trademark flow where he just lets off some life reflections on this track he was in his i'm so successful that i feel lonely at the top bag surrounded by comical amounts of wealth around him but instead of taking that into the more substantial place he normally would go in, speaking on his lack of meaningful relationships and lack of love in general, he instead went elsewhere. Unlike the previous Drake rap over muffled R&B type joints, this one was missing a certain level of life reflection and introspection that these songs typically had. Or what has me actually worried about the new album, is that this is that same life reflection stuff that Drake is known for. It's just that where Drake is in life makes these life reflections even less interesting than what I would have already considered pretty damn vapid introspection from Drake in the past. So overall, I do think, though, Drake is being authentic to where he is in life as he's not trying to play the game some rappers, including Drake himself in the past, has done, where you talk like you're still grinding and not respected, even though you're incredibly rich and successful. But the question is, does this authenticity lead to better music? That's what I care about at the end of the day. And so far, Drake has shown that it does not lead to better music. Because in 2015, if you're reading this, it's too late, marked the arrival of this newer Drake that truly embraced his success in full and talked about it accordingly. This was, I'm richer, more successful than you type music. I'm the big cheese bitch. It was fun and exciting at the time, but that act over time has gotten stale. And if it wasn't for Drake's careful maneuvering in the game, as I will detail later, he would have been already cleanly on his decline at this point, versus still being at the top of the mainstream like he still is right now. So although the slick wordplay and references to wealth on this track that were executed quite well, that are hilariously cartoonish seemingly to us regular folk, and showed that Drake's rapping, if anything, has continuously gotten even better over time, it's his subject matter and persona that has continuously fallen out of interest for me. And this song is no exception. It's solid. It's good. It has some good rapping. But it continues this trend of Drake's music becoming less and less interesting for me. I hope I'm wrong. But this EP doesn't do anything to change my mind as to where I think Drake is going with Certified Lover Boy. I hope I'm wrong. But... I have a feeling that Certified Lover Boy will not show the character growth that I've always been looking for from Drake, which will ultimately lead to Certified Lover Boy being another solid album, but something that does not cash in on the immense talent that Drake has possessed for many years. Now, though, I want to move to an interesting and more high level thought that was sparked from the release of Scary Hours 2, and that was how. Drake has managed to maintain this lofty status on the top of the rap mainstream for so many years. Shown in the fact that this three-track EP, likely of tracks that were not good enough to even make the main certified Loverboy album to begin with, sold 970,000 units in its first week in the United States. Showing that his continued relevancy is bordering on unfathomable and impossible. So now I wanted to get into the specific reasons why I think Drake has been able to dominate the rap world for the last decade. Drake's sometimes vulture-like tendency to hop on trends has kept his sound evolving without having to necessarily branch outside of the mainstream. And that distinction is really important to make because it's not the same way that another A-lister, such as Kanye West, has historically stayed relevant. Kanye, on the other hand, was an artist that was known for staying ahead of the curve and making cutting-edge music in his peak, melting genre lines and experimenting in bold ways that genuinely made him appeal to people outside of the typical mainstream hip-hop crowd. Whereas Drake has played a delicate dance in making slight adjustments to his core sound with machine-like precision Having molded himself from a sad boy sometimes crooner To a Jamaican mob boss that has a soft center To an unapologetically confident rap king that also sings And may sing over a dancehall beat from time to time All the while keeping the fundamentals of his sound and persona still firmly rooted in the mainstream. Because Drake, at its core, is still the guy who will rap and sing over beats that are hot for the time with a persona based on relationships, toxicity, and superiority. Add in an amazing knack for catchy songwriting and a downright spiritual connection with the Instagram caption consistently pumping out quotable lines ready-made for social media like, and Valentine's Day I had sex, okay from this very EP and you have the ingredients for what could be the most successful run in hip-hop history And now, with Certified Lover Boy, I believe it's the final test for Drake which could potentially end all debate for whose run in hip hop has been the most impressive in history. And before we go any further, I wanna quickly define the parameters to this discussion. So what I consider to be the key elements in defining who had the most successful single run, first of all, as I said, it's a single run. So I'm talking about a defined single period of mainstream success, obviously, and the most importantly, Since we're talking about running the genre, you need to be the most or just about the most commercially successful in terms of album sales and things like that. But then you also have to include some of the overall, like typical listeners' opinions on the album's quality because that leads into the final element, which is the overall impact that an artist's music has on the genre, whether it be setting trends or just dominating the attention and the overall cultural discussion around hip-hop music. So for us to see who had the most impressive run in history, we need to compare Drake's run to other recent runs in the modern era. And I specify modern era because comparing the hip-hop landscape of the 2010s and the 2020s with the 90s, or the 80s is just nonsense because the genre has went from a popular but still regional specific and and something that wasn't really part of the mainstream initially to a worldwide genre that dominates pop culture at every single turn and overall is just the new pop music basically. So I think a first comparison we can make is with Eminem. Specifically, his run from about 98 to 2004. Dropping albums such as Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, and The Eminem Show, which were all relatively well-received critically, but most importantly, sold like gangbusters. Seeing Eminem break first week album sales records left and right, he was the dominant force in rap. But I included 2004 for a reason. Because at that time, this was pre m kind of temporary retirement. He also dropped Encore, which still sold pretty damn well. But it was universally not all that well received by critics, but also by his fans who often cite Encore as a pretty big misstep in Eminem's early catalog. So i would say from 98 to 2004 that's six years he at his peak when it comes to running the mainstream running the genre being the king of it was one of the highest if not the highest but it only really lasted for about six years once eminem returned in 2009 to 2010 with relapse and recovery obviously he sold very well too but at that point he wasn't really pushing the culture Anywhere. He wasn't really seen as setting trends at that point. His more impactful years were far behind him at that point. Next, we can turn to Lil Wayne and his particular core run from about 2005 to roughly 2010-2011. So, again, we're looking at roughly six years where Lil Wayne set the world on fire with really dope and really prolific mixtapes with 20 plus tracks on them oftentimes with a lot of cool features seeing him destroy some of the hottest beats in the game and seeing him drop some really dope solo material in studio albums as well with the carter 2 and the carter 3 especially that was a massive massive commercial success and was a key part of the ringtone era with tracks like Lollipop but once we get into 2010 and then 2011 we have Rebirth which was his rock rap album that was pretty terrible in all honesty and it was a pretty universal opinion especially among core rap fans and then we have 2011, which was definitely a return to somewhat form for Lil Wayne with the Carter Four, But it was definitely not the same cultural force that the Carter Three was. And then from that point on, Lil Wayne's career and particularly his rapping ability really started to fall off a cliff. And he's never been the same ever since. Another run that we can look at is Jay-Z's from his debut with Reasonable Doubt in 96, to Jay-Z's also temporary retirement, which took place with the Black Album in 2003. This run is a bit hard to compare with the Drakes, mainly because throughout this time, Jay, for a good portion of this, wasn't even the hottest rapper in the game. It was Tupac, and it was Biggie. So once they unfortunately passed away, and then... Jay-Z came with albums like the volume two and volume three projects that he put out. They were very successful and catapulted him to the top of the rap game, surely, but the albums weren't incredibly well-received. They were certainly appreciated by his core fan base, but I don't think anybody was saying that these were on the same level as his debut, Reasonable Doubt. It wasn't until 2001 on 9-11, actually when the blueprint dropped and jay-z really ascended to a new status as the album was both amazingly commercially successful but also critically acclaimed followed by the black album in 2003 which was again a commercial hit had 99 problems one of his biggest songs and one of the biggest records of the 2000s period And again, was very well put together and was seen as the retirement album for Jay-Z. But in this seven-year period, there was a time, like I mentioned, where he wasn't even the hottest rapper in the game. And although when I talk about the greatest run in hip-hop history, I do consider mostly the commercial success, some of the critical and some of the overall opinions of the Rap fan base, in terms of the quality of the album, does matter, and some of these albums were not incredibly well received. Jay Z's tough to really compare, also for the fact that he's been omnipresent throughout his career, and his overall career, his overall catalog, is maybe the best, and I would say is the most impactful artist in the history of the genre. But when it comes to a specific, consistent, lengthy run in hip-hop, I don't think Jay even compares to Drake due to the mercurial level of success that Drake has sustained over this past decade throughout the entirety of it with no lulls to speak of. So the last person I think that is probably the most apt comparison is Kanye West. This run by Kanye that I'm speaking of is by far the most lengthy single run of mainstream success this period is what i consider to be 2004 to about 2016 17 because right around that 2017 maybe even 2018 timing in kanye's career the quality and impact of his music really started to decline and although obviously people can debate whose run had the more impact on the genre, whether it be an artist like a Jay-Z or a Kanye. I think, like I said, Jay-Z's a bit hard to kind of include in this conversation because it's not really an apples-to-apples comparison, whereas Kanye's much more similar in terms of the fan bases and the overall nature of their runs. So comparing a Kanye to a Drake run... Drake is now on year 12 of his run, which basically began in 2009 with So Far Gone EP, and now in 2021. He is still very much moving the discussion in rap culturally and still has everybody's attention. So when it comes to the commercial success parameter, I think Drake is by far, no questions asked, the most impressive artist when it comes to album sales, Eminem is ahead of him. But to be clear, Eminem's post basically 2009 album sales did not directly correlate at all to the impact and the attention that his music had and demanded from the actual fan base of rap because his community of listeners and fans are becoming more and more insular and isolated from the overall genre's fan base whereas drake's you cannot say the same thing and you cannot say the same thing about kanye when he was in the peak of his run when it comes to the overall impact that drake's music has had i think his is right up there in the the top discussion with artists like kanye because I would say that Kanye was the most impactful modern artist in rap but Drake is very much in that discussion as Kanye was known for really revolutionizing the genre with albums like 808s and Heartbreak being so emotional which led to an artist like a Drake. Even though Cuddy surely is part of that Kanye influence, surely Kanye still at the end of the day got the credit for it. But Drake has still taken that to another level and really branded himself as the emotional, introspective, relationship rapper in the mainstream. So his impact has very much shifted the game along with the tendency to rap over very moody, nocturnal instrumentals that has permeated the rap mainstream for the better part of the past decade. You also have to factor in too the immense amount of high profile and incredibly successful features that drake has put forward throughout his career he's by far i think there's no comparison the most successful feature artist and the most effective feature artist in the history of the genre as any track he goes on it becomes a drake song even if the artist is well known or otherwise not well known it makes no difference a Drake feature is almost a guarantee that a song is a hit. So that is definitely a strong feather in Drake's cap. And then finally, when it comes to the legacy of the albums that Drake has put out, this though is the part of Drake's run that I think makes this discussion still a discussion. Because, yes, Drake's albums have been relatively critically acclaimed overall the opinions that the overall core typical rap listener has had of drake's albums have been pretty positive but they haven't at all been to the level of unanimous celebration that the albums in kanye's catalog or ajz's catalog and that's where i think drake still leaves the door open in terms of the most dominant rap run in hip hop history because yes take care i think is probably his most acclaimed if not nothing was the same or if you're reading this too late those are definitely very well received and have i think aged better in terms of their overall legacy in the past few years but none of these albums are what would unanimously be considered a classic So unanimously, obviously there are a ton of Drake stands that will say he has three or four classics, but the typical rap listener would not agree with that. And that is why Drake, on year 12 of this dominant run, finds himself in a somewhat similar place that Kanye found himself in 2016 when he was about to drop The Life of Pablo. Because Drake has a chance to solidify this run As the undisputed greatest rap run in history. Because Kanye after dropping Yeezus in 2013. Which was polarizing. Aged definitely in the eyes of many fans well over time. But at the time in 2013 to 2015. He wasn't really making the same waves in the genre. And focusing his time on fashion and other ventures. So it was very important for his legacy to drop the life of Pablo that definitely still was well-received, very highly commercially successful, and got the culture talking. So all Drake, though, needs to do, given that his commercial success is untouchable other than an Eminem, and like I said, there's a pretty big distinction between the nature of their commercial success, all Drake really has to do is give us a B plus to A minus level Drake album. It doesn't even need to be a certified classic that I just mentioned I don't believe Drake has. All he needs is an album that is universally seen as good or very good because Scorpion was not that. It sold well, but many people like myself were quite unimpressed with almost half of that album. So given the fact that Drake's fan base is already comprised of the mainstream and mainstream-friendly or mainstream-adjacent audiences of all genders, his fan base is arguably the biggest fan base in rap history. So if Drake's certified lover boy is as good as it should be given Drake's talent, Drake will end all discussion. The current run Drake has been on will be the most impressive in hip-hop history. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. But now that I've spoken, it's your turn to have your voice heard. So let's stay in touch. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RoeView. R-O-H-V-I-E-W to connect with me on a personal level where you'll be able to interact with my thoughts and perspectives on music, surely, but also on politics and sports as well. If you're an artist who wants to get their new song or album reviewed on the show, hit me up via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or just send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram. I would love to give you Public feedback through a review, or private feedback, if that's what you'd prefer. I would love to be a part of helping you grow as an artist. To help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times, make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the rap music plug podcast on facebook you can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes so that's all for today talk to you soon peace